Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Folks, is the one and only V, the Grill Economist, coming to you with the only reliable medium, it seems, that I have left here uh, for SoundCloud. Uh, there are some changes happening in Rogue. I keep saying that, but this is going to be, you know, little changes here and there, but there's some major changes coming. I want you to be aware of that, and uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun, to say the least. Anyway, guys, um, lots of things going on. For those that don't know, it is uh, basically World War III uh, is going to happen at any moment. Uh, the attack on Iran is going to take place, and uh, then the Russians and the Chinese will launch their nukes and vaporize the entire planet. Uh, seven, uh, we're talking about maybe uh, three and a half billion people will be dead uh, within the next 15 minutes. Uh, it was nice knowing all of you. Uh, please uh, bend over and kiss your butts goodbye. Or so we have it. Or so we have it. And, um, look, we all know about the, quote-unquote, the Iranian, uh, the drone attack on the Saudi supply and the oil refineries cutting production uh, by half in Saudi Arabia. Um, oil prices are jumping. Uh, oil speculators are making a killing right now. And they're saying it's going to take weeks. It's going to take... Weeks and weeks for the uh, rebuild to occur. And folks, we went over this before. Okay? We went over this before. We went over this when the quote-unquote tankers were being attacked and bombed in the Strait of Hormuz, and they blamed it on Iran. There were drone attacks at a Saudi airport, and they blamed it on Iran. There were other such attacks in uh, you know around saudi controlled areas within yemen and they blamed it on iran and the simple minded amongst us the simple minded would say we need to bomb iran now we need to get them back we need to bomb them we need to bring freedom there we need to drop some freedom bombs and bring democracy yes freedom bombs and democracy that's that, that's what's going to do it we need to get her done Locked and loaded. Uh-huh. Just as the price of oil was settling from its record surge. That's right. We were heading back down on oil prices. Because like I told you, folks, we, we have a glut. And I said this like a year and a half ago. We have at least a, a three to five year glut on oil production. I mean, there's a, there's a ridiculous amount of oil. Oil is about to go back down to the 50, you know, between 40 and $50 handle. And conveniently, this attack begins. And folks, remember what I reported on last week. Shale oil, the bubble's about to burst. Shale oil needs high prices in order to be somewhat solvent. If they can get a few weeks worth of high prices of oil, they'll make a killing. Whether or not the, 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 the shale oil drills and wells here in the United States are actually working or not, it, that's irrelevant. 
if they could bump it up where the speculators could get the pressure off the U.S. bubble market here. See, this whole this whole thing. Okay, Bono, who stands to benefit? Who stands to gain? You think Iran gains by doing this? They don't gain anything. They don't gain anything. There's no reason for Iran to do this. And the West will brainwash you into thinking that every single Muslim country out there is a bunch of radic- radical nutjob idiots who are willing to risk life and limb, that they're willing to destroy and annihilate their entire way of life for the greater good because they believe in all 72 virgins are waiting for them in heaven. That is not a common Islamic belief. And there's varying shades of Islam, as just as there's varying shades of Christianity. you got a thousand some odd Christian denominations. Likewise applies to the Islamic world. There's many, many, many different Islamic viewpoints and beliefs. There's Alawites and Shiites and Sunnis and Salafis and all. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And each one has a varying and differing take on Islam. And they want you to believe that all of them are a bunch of psychotic, suicidal maniacs ready to die. That is not true. There is not true. There's only one brand of psychotically insane Islamists, and that is that would be the Wahhabis, the Wahhabi sect, which is propagated by none other than our vaunted ally, the House of Saud, or the outhouse of Saud, Saudi Arabia. Okay? The only ones... So the question becomes, what does Iran gain of doing this? They don't gain anything. You see, we've been wanting to pick a fight from with Iran from day one. And isn't it convenient that a couple of things get taking place here? Isn't it convenient that we're in the middle of a shale oil crisis here in the United States, and boom, this is about to happen? We're in the middle of, a, of Bolton being kicked out of, the, of neocon famdom. And this happens. And we're in the middle of, 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 of these neocons who have this, this love affair, this, the neocons and the Zionists who have this incredible love affair with wanting war in Iran. And folks, you've got to understand, there's a clear line of demarcation between a Zionist and a Jew. That's like saying all, all, all you know, conservatives are neocons. Conservatives and neoconservatives are two different things. A Zionist and a Jew is two different things. There's, there's many, many Jews, thousands of Jews, tens of thousands of Jews that oppose Zionism. Zionism is not a religion. It's a political pawn, a political system used by the death cult that runs the world. And the death cult uses all sorts of people. It uses Muslims, Jews, Christians, Catholics, Masons, you name it. New Agers, Whatever. Whatever it can appear as an angel of light to all these respective quote-unquote belief systems. And all of a sudden, you, hear, you know, there were, were, you know, Donald Trump's tweeting out there, oh, yeah, you know, we, we know the culprit. Saudi Arabia, all the supply was attacked. There's reason to believe that we know who the culprit is and are locked and loaded depending on verification. But are waiting to hear from the kingdom... <laughs> <laughs> the kingdom, as they believe, as to who they believe is the cause of the attack and under what terms we should proceed. Yeah, this makes a lot of sense to Iran, right? Rouhani is supposed to be meeting with Trump in a few weeks. Talks are going on and all of a sudden, boom. 
And you got to understand the, the position of this whole entire thing leaves the world. Even, even MBS. MBS has been trying to get away from oil. He's been trying to diversify Saudi Arabia's economy away from oil, getting into banking, getting into technology, trying to make Saudi Arabia, and I'm the only one in the world that report upon this, trying to make Saudi Arabia a, a rival to Dubai, a rival to Abu Dhabi, a rival to the Emirates, right? But what is what is happening is that, you know, this is the Al-Nur City Project and all the things that's going on over there. And now you have MBS, the young and would-be king, you know, basically boxed into a corner. He's basically put into a corner. Now, he's got to choose. <laughs> he's got to, he, I mean, actually, he has, he has only one choice here. He only has one choice. He's got to blame Iran. There's no other option. There's no other option. If he doesn't say it's Iran, and he's already done. I mean, everybody's screaming Iran. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what uh, what the Saudis official. I mean, let me let me check real quick. Let me check real quick. Here's from uh, uh, Bloomberg. For the national security teams that monitor threats to the U.S., the apparent drone strike on the heart of Saudi Arabia's oil production facilities was retaliation of the worst fears. Based on early reports, multiple relatively inexpensive drone devices were able to pierce Saudi defenses in a way that traditional Air Force could not. Flying long distances to drop potent bombs, uh, the attack for which Houthi rebels battling Saudi Arabia took credit, underscore the fears the U.S. raised by... Man, the Houthis, man, come on. This is, remember like two, three years ago, folks, every week the Houthis were sending out cruise missile attacks. Nobody knows where these cruise missiles were coming from. Oh, all of a sudden the Houthis got scud launchers. The Houthis who are fighting a civil war against, who are fighting a war against Saudi Arabia, locked in conflict, they don't have access to such, such arms. That's a known fact. They don't have anti-tank weapons, yes. AK-47s, yes. You know, light munitions, yes. Grenade launchers, yes. Mortar rounds, yes. But not cruise missiles? And thousands of armies of drones? Laden with bombs? I mean, who, who's... Well, how, how, I mean, how, look, man, I, I know some of these drones that are out there. I mean, these <laughs> drones carrying loads, flying... Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles through airspace and nobody detects it? It's, 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 who's controlling it? See, these are the things that, 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 uh, that you know, they're, they're all saying that these are quadcopters. These slow-flying quadcopters, a swarm of them, piloted by guys... Basically, who are just slightly, slightly more high tech than the Taliban living in the caves of Afghanistan, and they want you to believe this crap. It's being sold to you, hard body. The Saudi-led military coalition battling Yemen's Houthi movement said on Monday the attack on Saudi Arabian oil plants was carried out with Iranian weapons and was not launched from Yemen, according to preliminary findings. So, where the hell was it launched from? Oh, they haven't they haven't discovered that yet. They haven't they haven't come up with that story yet. Because we all know it's freaking impossible for a bunch of quadcopter drones, a couple of DJI quadcopter drones 
carrying you know, enough explosive firepower to decimate an oil refinery, traversing hundreds of miles without being spotted or blown out. I mean, are you kidding me? Coalition spokesman Colonel Turkic al-Malaki said that an investigation into Saturday's strikes, which had been claimed by Iran-aligned Houthi group. And here's the funny thing with the Houthis. The Houthis are aligned with other governments as well, not just Iran, number one. And the Houthis are not really Shia. If, if, if there's 12 major belief systems in the Shia, I think the Houthis believe in five or six out of the 12. So they're not fully Shia. And they're not fully Sunni. They're kind of like their own thing. Right? They're their own little denomination, their own little belief system. right? But they want to tell you, they want to immediately point that the Houthis, which are, again, not only supported by Iran in some levels, but also supported by China. Folks, China has been the major world power that's been in Yemen longer than anybody else. They've been there since 1954. Okay? 1954. China gets a good chunk of oil from Yemen. That's a known fact. They've been doing it since 1954. A great deal of Chinese that lived in Yemen since 1954, and they were evacuated a couple of years ago when this whole entire thing started. They're still ongoing. The the the, 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 the still ongoing investigation to determine what the launch location was. Like, all right, guys, we need to figure out a launch location. How do we do this? Where are they going to say they launched a couple of quadcopters from? So you mean to tell me they got, these guys got a bunch of iPhones, a bunch of smartphones? They downloaded the DJI app, and they're piloting, <laughs> and they're piloting their uh, their drones, or they got their remote controls. So if you got if you if you you just mentioned quadcopters, those things don't have like three hundred mile ranges. They got maybe 15, 20 minutes of a of a charge on their battery. 30 minutes at the most. Quadcopters, right? Maybe an hour. Let's just say that. Now, where and, and they're, they're not flying at, at like 600 miles an hour. They're they're flying maybe, you know, 20 miles, maybe at the most. 20 miles an hour, 30. They're not that fast. They're very, <laughs> you know? They don't fly that high, and they don't fly that fast. So where are you going to be launching it from? See, they haven't, they haven't figured that out. I don't think they are going to. For this attack to take place in Saudi Arabia, it had to be taking place from within Saudi Arabia. It's a self-inflicted wound. For this attack to have taken place, it had to have taken place from within the, the territory of Saudi Arabia itself. It is a false flag. It is a self-inflicted wound. Preliminary results show that the weapons are Iranian. Oh, how do you know that? How do you know that? It's like 9-11, as soon as the towers... This was the work of Osama bin Laden, and uh, the towers fell because of the the jet fuel melted the steel. First time in history, jet fuel melting industrial-grade, commercial construction-grade steel and iron ore. Reducing it down to molten lava. First time in history. Just like that. Oh, preliminary results show the weapons were Iranian. Hot on the heels of a large Pentagon weapon cache found in northern Syria proving that the Americans were supplying ISIS again. And this time, serial numbers and manufacturing dates were all shown. But this, no serial numbers, no facts, no nothing. Yeah, it was Iran, it was Iran. The terrorist attack did not originate from Yemen. Of course not, because it's too damn far away. 
He said authorities will reveal the location from where drones at a future press briefing. Yeah, because they got to make it up as they go along. Iran dismissed, has dismissed as unacceptable, and it is unacceptable. Dude, I just saw the Mr. Olympia, right, like this weekend. And I was watching it, and, you know, just, just you know, Brandon Curry won, you know, awesome job on him, all the guys from Oxygen Gym in Kuwait. They are literally turning out the best damn bodybuilders in history. It's incredible. But there's a, a bodybuilder in there that I was actually cheering for. His name is uh, Hadi Chupin. And Hadi Chupan was he's an Iranian. They call him the Persian Wolf. Phenomenal. I think he came in like uh, second or third place. Third place. His first Olympia. He's been trying to get here since how many years to, just to compete in the U.S. How like, this is nice. This is some good positive relations that are happening between the U.S. and the Persians. We should have been friends with the Persians and never abandoned them to begin with. But we got into bed with the Saudis. It's insane. I've been saying it forever. It's insane. So I'm saying, I'm like, well, I'm just getting some good feelings, some good hopes. You know, Hadi Chupin came in in third place at the Olympia, which is awesome. You know, Trump's meeting with Rouhani in a couple of weeks. Uh, Bolton was out. You know, Pomp- you know, this was all looking good. And then this crap happens. Iran dismisses unacceptable U.S. accusations that Tehran was responsible for the assault on the Saudi oil facilities that cut almost half the kingdom's production by or 5% of the global supply. Malki said the Gulf Arab states would, the world's top oil exporter, was capable of protecting its vital energy and economic sites. This cowardly act largely targets the global economy and not Saudi Arabia. Oh, look at that. The Iranians wanted to target the global economy. Uh-huh. The Western-backed Sunni Muslim Alliance intervened in Yemen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sunni. Uh-huh. Okay. Right. In March 2015, tried to restore internationally recognized government ousted from power in the capital of Sana'a. <laughs> the movement has stepped up drone and missile attacks on Saudi cities this year. The conflict is largely seen in the region as a proxy war between Saudi Arabia and Iran. Oh, my God. I mean, this is a joke. This is a massive joke. A massive, massive joke. And it gets, you know, I was happy that Bolton was out, right? I was happy that Bolton was out. And when Bolton was out, we had, um, who did they replace Bolton with? This guy, uh, what the hell's his name? What the hell's his name? Um, but, 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 yeah, 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 this guy, this guy, uh, oh, yeah, 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 Charles Cooperman, that's the guy, Charles Cooperman is the replacement for Bolton, he's the pick, a psychotic nut job. A psychotic Zionist nutjob. Zionist, neocon, all members of the death cult. Questioning mutual assured destruction. Charles Cooperman. The guy who has famously said that nuclear conflict is, quote unquote, a physics problem. He is the incoming national security advisor. See, I would love for Trump to actually put somebody with some brains. You think this this this, this pencil necked little twit little soy boy Cooperman has been into a fist fight in his life? 
See, guys who've brawled, guys who've actually been in physical fights, especially growing up, tend to avoid them when they're later on in their stages. Eh, I don't want to get into a fight. You know, they don't want it. It's assholes like Cooperman, this little snivy, shifty little bastard. Charles Cooperman, Cooperman, whatever you want to say. Who can call mutually assured destruction of the Cold War and say that it's a physics problem. I would have wished that Trump would have somebody who has some experience. Maybe like a Tulsi Gabbard would have been perfect. But the military-industrial complex does not want her because, you know, she actually points things out. I mean, this is insanity. Kupperman, the famous idiot from the 80s, who was basically a lackey of the, uh, of the crazies. There was a group of misfits in the Pentagon who were known as the crazies. This were the Rumsfeld, the Wolfowitz. These these guys were they were known as the, that, that whole group, the Team B, whatever Group B, Team B, whatever they were known as the Crazies. Kupperman was a part of that. He was a lackey. He was like the gopher boy at that time. And Kupperman is the idiot that in the 1980s made the claim that nuclear conflict with the USSR was winnable. The nuclear war is a destructive thing, but still, quote unquote, in large part. A physics problem. Oh, my God. You see, you got rid of one mentally deranged war hawk with an idiot who's also mentally deranged. So the timing couldn't be more perfect. You have a Zionist nut job, crazy low IQ son of a bitch who's never been in a, who, who couldn't fight his way out of a paperback, who never even shot a water gun in his life. And this is the asshole that you put up as a national security advisor. And he has no problem because back in the 80s, he says, you know, the notion that total destruction stemming from a superpower conflict is inaccurate because this asshole, this little dickweed knows. He knows. Charles Kupperman knows it's inaccurate that, you know, nuclear war. Forget the fact that Russians have a, 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 an ICBM that we have no defense against called the Sarmat, the Sarmat 2, known as the Satan in the West. The most powerful nuclear weapon on God's green earth. One Sarmat could wipe out France. One Sarmat could wipe out Texas. I kid you not. This is the new Sarmat too. But Cooperman said that's okay. You know, it wouldn't be really 150 million dead. It would only be 20 million Americans dead. This is what he said back in the 80s. 20 million dead and we could emerge as a stronger nation. The Russians have more nukes than we do. And back then, his thing was, well, you know, we have enough planning and civil defense measures. We have nothing like that. Their planning and civil defense measures is for idiots and sniveling little politicians, the freaking little, you know, bastard lawyer idiots like this, this sniveling twit. 
Their strategy is for these assholes to go in underground bunkers while the rest of us die. That's their strategy. At that time, Kupperman was executive director of President Ronald Reagan's General Advisory Committee. These idiots, these trilaterals, these technocrats, these assholes need to get done away with. They need to be shot in the back of the head. Period. Threats to national security. Right here. Charles Kupperman. God damn, I thought I couldn't, it couldn't get any worse. Unbelievable. Here's something we say. The objective in a war is to try to destroy as many Soviet civilians and as many American civilians as feasible and the casualty level propelled to 150 million on each side when it's going to be tough to say that you have a surviving nation after that. But depending on how the nuclear war is fought, it could mean the difference between 150 casualties and, two, and 20 million casualties. I think there is a significant difference and if the country loses 20 million people you have a chance of surviving that. I think it is possible to win the classical sense. It means that it's clear that after the war, that one side is stronger than the other, and the weaker side is going to accede to the demands of the stronger side. Winning in the classical sense. Winning in the classical sense. Just to recap what this idiot is saying. It's okay. There's, you know, mutual assured destruction is just a pipe dream. And in turn, and in current population levels, when you look at large cities in America that have grown exponentially since the '80s, we're probably talking about maybe a hundred million dead. But that's okay. It's just a physics problem. That's what we have here, folks. And Q, the alphabetarian Q has been very quiet. Uh huh. Very quiet. Oh V, you know this is this is a part of a grander strategy. V, it's a grander strategy. Nah, it's a grand strategy. Unreal. Now, everybody's waiting around, waiting for a listen to this, <laughs> listen to this BS. If you believe this narrative, then you're a fool. Everybody right now is waiting for how Saudi Arabia will order the U.S. to proceed. Uh-huh. Sure. Sure. Saudi's story is very suspicious. Here's a gentleman from Twitter, HKS55. So U.S. satellites showed that it was really a missile attack. Now Saudis agree it was a missile attack. No long-term damage to facilities. The tanks didn't have anything in them, or they would have exploded. Doesn't add up. The irony here is just that last week, Iran suddenly seemed on the cusp of renewed talks to the U.S., just like I said. Trump sacked Bolton, who had been pushing for an attack on Iran for two years, and yet, with Bolton gone, his most desired outcomes has been achieved with the U.S. military now, quote-unquote, locked and loaded to attack Iran. One almost wonders where Bolton was when, quote-unquote, Iran was launching drones at Saudi Arabia. 
And let me explain something to you guys. Any idiot jackass out there that's telling you that the U.S. could win a direct conflict against Iran, you are smoking crack. You are smoking crack. Let's just say Russia and China does not even you know, get on the side of Iran. Let's just say they don't even help them at all. Let's just say the U.S. has to go at it alone with his, with his, with his, with his pansy allies from Europe. With the pansies from the European Union and a couple of pansies from, from the north. They'll get chewed out and spit out. The Persians are not like, they're not the Arabs, man. They're not Arabs. They know how to fight. They know how to endure. They were once an empire. And they've been preparing. They've been prepared. They didn't want this fight. But they've been prepared for it for the last several decades. We have an we have an oil problem in this country. Shale's a problem. Oil prices going up, especially as we're approaching the winter, can be absolutely catastrophic. Catastrophic. If there's real negotiations and talks going on right now between both sides, it needs to happen quickly, it needs to happen effectively, and there needs to be cooler heads to prevail. And my God, when are we going to arrest these deep state actors? We all, the whole damn world knows it's a damn false flag. The whole damn world. A war with Iran. You're going to talk about the Strait of Hormuz getting closed off. And you're going to have the, some of the, the best anti-ship missiles launched. You're going to see a whole bunch of American warships going to the bottom. And then what? And then what's the U.S. result? Go ahead and nuke Iran? And if you do that, that's going to draw the Chinese and the Russians in. And it was all nice knowing you at that point. And at that point, all of you and your children will be glowing in the dark. Very serious times that we're in, folks. Very, very serious times. I cannot emphasize to you how serious it is right now. But I think, and I believe, and I know, there are talks happening behind the scenes. We need to walk this back. We need to de-escalate this. Why can't the corruption ever be witnessed? Why, why, why must it always be us, the public, that are quote-unquote aware the real public that are really privy to all this, that have been awakened, that have been red-pilled, that, have, that knows what the conspiracy is all about. What, what, why is it always us having to bring out the actual obvious facts, number one, and the evidence and the circumstantial evidence and the historical evidence and the you know, and all that which is evidential showing that you know the truth of the entire situation? Why is it always us? Just when I thought it was all good, just when I thought things were starting to look up, hey, we got Bolton out. 
I'm like, when is Pompey? Pompey is going to go next, and maybe get rid of Peter Navarro and get something done. And folks, you got to understand this. While this is happening, there's still all sorts of crazy crap happening in the South China Seas. All sorts of crazy crap. All sorts of crazy crap happening right now behind the scenes. Covert actions that is happening in Venezuela. Covert actions by the deep state and the military industrial complex happening in the South China Seas. And, and still in, in Libya. Still in Syria. And now with this whole entire thing with Iran. Oil prices, the highest they've been. They're exploding up. Highest they've been in 28 years. Damn near 30 years at this point. And let's just see where, where, where we are in oil prices right now. WTI is at 60. Brent's at 66. And, and, and right on cue, here comes Goldman Sucks. Folks, remember I told you that the, the, the floundering market for shale? And they, 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 this will be a bluster to shale because there's going to be financialization going to be, be occurring? Goldman Sachs putting out the report. Oh, yeah, yeah, the rising oil prices. Yeah, guys, start looking at Hess. Start looking at Occidental Petroleum and Cimarex and, and Apache. Everybody's going to get what's called a free cash flow yield uplift for the fourth quarter of 2019. Almost three years later, not a single bloody arrest. Neocons all up and down the office. Neocons, 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 and Zionists. I'm so sick of this shit. And folks, I'm telling you right now, if, 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 if common Americans, if we don't band together and put an end to this bullshit, this bullshit will put an end to us. I'm telling you straight up. If we do not band together... And put an end to this bullshit. If we don't march. Like the people in Hong Kong. If we don't march on 1600 Pennsylvania. And we don't march on 1600. And on the Capitol building. And demand for term limits on congressmen and senators. Demand for the end of lobbyists. Demand for the end of special interest groups. Demand for the end of all this bullshit. And a return. To constitutional governance. Which means the end of several. Thousands of bureaucracies that exist within Washington, D.C. That's how you drain the swamp. You're going to drain the swamp with one guy and two presidential terms. That's not going to happen. You're, you're crazy if you think that's going to happen. You're going to have to drain the swamp. Unless we get together and start that movement until somebody does that. Folks, if we don't end the bullshit, the bullshit's going to end us. That's what's, that's what's coming down to. If we don't end the bullshit, the bullshit will end us. 
Great article over at uh, Zero Hedge, what I've been preaching for years. Liquidity dies in darkness. Trillions of assets have no financial disclosures to support them. <gasps> wow. And it's going to get even bigger. No assets to support them. No financial disclosures to support these assets. None whatsoever. And on top of that, we have prosperity without profits. We have stupid idiot companies and paper billionaires and everything's a, uh, everything's a hoot. Everything's a hoot. This is going to end poorly. This is going to end so badly for so many, it's not even going to be funny. That's why I keep telling people, listen, you you have a, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You have an absolute free-for-all right now. It is a free-for-all. Take advantage of it. I'll keep you guys abreast to what's going on throughout the day. If there's anything else that happens, I will let you guys know in terms of the Saudi-Iranian situation and how it transcends. I think people are going to ask me, well, what do you think? Do you think it's going to be this is going to burst out into conflict? No, this is not fucking winnable at all. Excuse my language. What's going to happen is it's going to be walked back again. And cooler heads could prevail. But the sort of Damocles in this whole entire situation here. Is some idiot somewhere provides the impetus to volley a couple of missiles into Iran. Then at that point, folks, I think all bets are off. At that point, all bets are off. Hold on to your butts. This is the gorilla. I'm over and out.